Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 90, Lucy's Change Story, Drinking. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. I have a change story for you today. And I love these change stories. I think they're probably the best episodes I do, in my opinion, anyway. And I think you guys like like hearing them. Um, so today I have Lucy. And Lucy is someone who's been around this new paradigm for quite a while, maybe seven or eight years, I think she said. Um, and she's seen so much in it. And a lot of things have opened up and changed in her life. But it never really occurred to her that that her drinking might change, or I think even that her drinking was really something that she wanted to change until it did. And it's so cool how that happens. <laughs> you know, we're just in the in the life we're in and the thinking we're in and we move through life and things become apparent to us in time. We don't have to sit down and inventory how we can get better and what we should aim to change, you know, and, and so that's kind of how it went for Lucy. I think she just was living her life and it was her life and all kinds of nice things were happening as she explored more and more and that has continued. And so fairly recently, it occurred to her that maybe she would want to make some changes around her drinking behavior. And um, as she talks about in this episode, she really did this as an experiment. She followed a program that was set up as a 30-day experiment to see what it might feel like, see what you might discover if you don't drink for a while. And, um, and, and she says, and I completely agree that that was a huge help, like it, it being an experiment and something that she, it wasn't about having 30 days of not drinking. It was about playing this game and just exploring. I think it's just incredibly helpful. That's totally how we how we start off in the little school of big change as well, that this is just like, what if this is how life works? You know, what if we just spend six weeks looking in this direction as if this is how life works? And it just, all your defenses just go to sleep, you know, and you get to just play. There's no pass or fail, no right or wrong. And so, so, uh, Lucy's going to talk about, you'll hear her talk about what she saw in these 30 days where many of them were easy, far easier than she ever thought. Many of them, some of them were not so easy. Some of the moments were not so easy, uh, but it's it was really nice to just hear what opens up for her and what, what she's been able to see through this experiment. So um, yeah, I love Lucy's story. I love what she learns along the way. And I hope you enjoy it too. Hi, Lucy. Thanks so much for being Unchangeable. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, um, to our, our discussion. We, well, as you know, I'm telling everyone at home now, we just met not long ago um, when you interviewed me for one of your awesome projects. And um, in the course of that conversation, I got to hear a little bit about you and how things had changed for you. So um, yeah, so I think this is going to be really, really helpful for people to hear. So let's start by, um, I know you've been around this new paradigm um, for eight or nine years or so. Yeah. Um, and then it sounds like over the course of the last eight or so years, it's, it's kind of shown up for you and impacted you in different ways and in different areas of your life. So 
yeah, kind of how did you come across it initially and what, what, what was it like when you first sort of heard about all this? Okay, cool. Well, I guess my journey starts when I saw a big change in my auntie who had come across the principles, the paradigm that we're talking about. And I kind of looked at her and said, I want a bit of that. You know, she was so happy and so loving life. And I knew that she'd been through an abusive relationship and come out of the other side of that. And something very different in her showed up that I thought, what is this? I I just want to know more. So I began talking to her because at the time I was in a relationship with my partner and I drank a lot and I was kind of mentally abusive to her and I didn't like myself. I didn't, I didn't want to be that person. Um, I'd always drank. I'd drank since I was probably 15, 16 kind of thing. And it had always given me confidence and everybody else was doing it. And I was always one for wanting to fit in and stuff. But, you know, being in this relationship with my partner and becoming this person that I didn't want to be, I wanted to look at that for myself and see what I could change about that. So I had regular calls with my auntie each week and she began explaining to me this, uh, what we call the inside out understanding around thinking. And all I remember in the early days is she would say to me something about it being about your thinking, about your thoughts and stuff. And I didn't really have a clue what she was on about, to be fair. But as we chatted more, I began to get a feel and I began to, things began to shift for me and I could see that it looked to me like it was what was going on in my head and with my thinking that was causing my problems rather than the actual alcohol. That's how it looked at the time. Um, And I guess what kind of happened in my relationship was I changed. So the alcohol did change. I definitely um, began to drink less and less of the time. That definitely changed, but I didn't quit the alcohol altogether. But because I saw that everything was coming from me and then it was me that it was feeling angry and upset with the world and things like that, that it was me that was then projecting that onto my partner. So because I changed, when I did drink, I guess my relationship with alcohol changed a little bit because I wasn't that nasty person anymore. So even though I continued to drink, and and obviously I kind of had got into this with wanting to sort out my drinking and wanting to not drink and live, wanting to live a life without alcohol, that didn't happen at that time. But I changed, but with me changing as a person, that um, had the effect that I kind of wanted on my relationship. So my relationship got loads better with my partner at the time. And as I said, I continued to drink. And then basically, there were so many other things that fell away over the last eight years. I can't begin to, I don't even know where to begin with that one. But I guess like my confidence grew. um, I just, I just don't know. I don't know where to begin. I just, I just know that things have changed. I live happier. I understand what's going on, what that where my experience is being created from um I kind of do what I love now rather than doing what I think I should do 
and just life is just generally better. But still the alcohol never shifted. And it's it's an interesting one because I think we get a lot we get a lot of people in, in the work that we do, we get people that come to us and they come with a something. They come to us with anxiety or stress or depression or perhaps alcohol as their thing that they want to get rid of. And the way it looks to me how the principles work and how this understanding works is it's not on our time. Like we want these things to go because we think that's what's causing our upset mm-hmm. kind of thing. And But life has its own set of rules. <laughs> life does life. And life is going to allow you to see these and experience these insights when the time is right for you and when we're ready for those. And I guess for me as well, one of the other things with the alcohol not dropping away was I definitely saw my relationship different with it. And I came to a point where even though I still drank, it felt a lot more comfortable to me and it felt like I was okay with what I was drinking for a while. And then it seemed to spiral out of control again and I was drinking more again and um, more of the time and my tolerance to the alcohol was upping kind of thing. So I'd need more to feel the feeling that I wanted mm-hmm. to uh, get from it. And the only way I can describe it is I felt like it was me that had to do something about the alcohol. It was all down to me. And that looked hard and scary and difficult. And it looked like a huge, massive, great brick wall that there was no way I was going to be able to smash through. But for some reason, a few months ago, so this is all, you know, fairly new, it's about about three months ago, I began to kind of explore and get curious about the alcohol thing again, because I realized that basically I was getting into relationships and using alcohol to feel relaxed around meeting new people in a, in a relationship, you know, um, romantic relationship. And I didn't want to do that because every single other area of my life, I was pretty much, even though I drank for certain things, I was pretty much, I can face this, I can face this, I can do this. But the main thing was meeting new people and wanting to feel relaxed and not anxious and using the alcohol to help that. So I definitely thought, well, why, why am I not seeing something around this? You know, being around this understanding for how many years and yet I can't see through this as thought. How, how can I not see this as thought? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we talk a lot with my auntie and my sister here. We talk a lot in our household around being curious and exploring things. And I think it hit me that it wasn't all down to me. It wasn't that I had to stop drinking in the way that I thought I had to, as in, it's difficult to explain. I thought I had to do it. And when you kind of explore and just question, sort of like, you know, is that the truth of this? Or is it, can I kind of trust in life with this as well? Because that's one of the things I've been learning 
over the course of eight years is that life has got our back and that we can trust and it's not all down to us. So, but I just, I just couldn't see that with the drink. It just looked like I had to do this. So by putting it out there and sort of saying to the universe, right then, show me something new. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. It was so bleep, 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 scary (laughs) to say, you know, to kind of do that. But there was just something inside of me that said, just look, just explore, just, just have a little peek and see, I guess that was the start of it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I love that. (laughs) I so get what you mean in that. Um, and it's huge, that distinction of like, it's all like, I have to stop drinking. It's not, you know, anybody can hear those words and think, literally there's, you know, Lucy and she's going to stop putting alcohol in her body, Mm -hmm. but that's not what it was for you. It was like this big mental thing we come up with this big, this big picture and all these assumptions and all these expectations of, and it, and like you said, it, it weighs us down because it feels like drinking is something that I really want to do. And I have to make myself not do it, which feels Mm -hmm. horrible. So I love how you talk about that. And, um, and like, hey, and I love the like, show me. I talk about, I, I, you know, we don't know, but if we right. show me to me is like us with our little heads just getting out of the way. Yeah. So powerful. It's like saying, yeah. I don't know. That's such a powerful statement mm-hmm. because as soon as we say, show me, give me something, I don't know, our mind is kind of out of the way and that's where we get to see new things. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's when we all fall down and when we do struggle with trying to, um, if you like, kick habits or addictions or, or whatever you want to call it, it's, is when that pressure is on us that we think yeah. we have to do this. And like you say, getting out of our own way. And I think it takes, or it certainly felt to me, it took courage and it took, you know, it took some bravery to to do that, to question it and just allow myself to be in that unknown place and say, come on universe, give, give it to me. Yeah. (laughs) Give it to me. What have you got to show me here? Because I think that's the problem where we come from fear. And if we come from a place of fear, we cannot see what's on the other side of that, of that fear from where we're standing from. And but if there's just even a little part of you, like there definitely was for me, that thought, what if there is something goddamn amazing beyond that other side of that fear, beyond, yeah. the, beyond that solid brick wall? And I knew there was, but there's knowing and then there's knowing, isn't there? Yeah. So that, <laughs> so what is it that you think like makes it so, take so much courage? Because if you think about it, all we're saying is, show me a new way. Like if there's a better way, I just want to see it, you know, or, or we're kind of admitting, I don't see the way, but I, Mm -hmm. I have a hunch there might be a better one. That doesn't sound all that vulnerable yet. I know exactly what you mean. And I think everybody listening knows like it is, there's something (laughs) so scary and uncertain in that. What do you think is, yeah. Like, why is that seem so scary to us? Um, There's a few ways I could probably talk to that. I guess the way I see that our experience is created is we have thoughts that 
somehow are placed in our head. <laughs> I don't know how, but they're there. And they don't come in and say, hey, I'm a thought. You don't have to believe me. They come in dressed up as truth and they say, I'm real. And we take those thoughts to be real. So for me to try and describe what it was going on is there's this big, huge, massive, massive picture of all sorts of these thoughts collecting in my head saying, you can't get curious about not drinking because you might end up not drinking. And no way, no way, because how would I go to parties? How would I relax here? How can I have sober sex? You know, how can I meet someone that might think that I'm nice in a relationship? And, you know, it's like, that game Jenga, if you take one block out, you're taking them all out. (laughs) You're just left with nothing. And that's scary. It's scary because we don't know then. That's so, Mm. that's so big. And it's, Mm. and what we're really afraid of even deeper than that, because it's, you know, it's not about going to a party or talking to a new person necessarily. It's like this this feeling that we think we're going to feel, right? Whatever that is, like this feeling that, again, that is so mythical. It's so huge in our heads and it's like the worst thing in the world. We cannot even live to bear it. We will drink and do drugs and do everything our entire lives Mm. to not feel this feeling. Mm. And that's so interesting too. Like what the heck is really at the root of all that? Like what's so bad about about a conversation, do you know what I mean? Where you feel uncomfortable and, and you know, I don't mean you because we all are in that. But yeah. when we really look at it, it's like, what? It's crazy. It is crazy. And you think, and if I'm up against that and I'm worrying about all those things, then everybody else is as well. So why do we even, why do we worry like that? It's, it's not. Yeah. Wow. And I think when we really see that it's, if that feeling is coming from our thinking and thought is, Uh, what's that word? Energy, I suppose. It's just, you know, you can't grasp hold a thought. It's, it's nothing and it's gone. And it's like, when you break it down to look at it in that way, it's like, what the hell? (laughs) 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 It really is crazy. It is. I used to hear when I was first around this or like any kind of spiritual teachings, like Mm -hmm. about this, like cosmic joke and how people would sort of have these insights and laugh, you know, for months. And it just makes me so mad in the beginning. I'm like, what the heck are they laughing at? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But I think what it's just what you said. It's really seeing something ourselves about what you just said. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is what I'm, been building my life around, like, you know, hiding and making my life small and unhealthy and all of that for this, for nothing, something that really doesn't even exist except as a worry in my head. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like you said, it's what we all do. We all, we're all scared of who we are and we're scared to be us because we're scared that we're going to get judged. What other people think of us? So we hide and that doesn't always mean behind alcohol, but like you say, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, yeah. we're doing that because the feelings that we're getting, we don't understand and we don't want to feel them. And we use something to, I guess, numb that, I guess, numb that feeling and block those feelings because we're scared. Yeah. Ultimately, we're scared. So, so... 
what showed up for you then when you finally said, okay, give me something else. Like, just show me something. <laughs> How did that go? Um, I guess I'd been saying that in my mind anyway, to start with, like without saying that out loud, I'd just been saying that <laughs> to start with what kind of happened was for about a week before I stopped drinking, I went to a friend's house and we went out for dinner and they didn't really drink. But I was like, oh, how do I do this? This is strange. But I ended up just having a couple of glasses of wine. And I kind of thought, what was the point in that? Because for me, it's about the feeling. And I didn't get any feeling from just a couple of glasses of wine. So I kind of thought, well, there was no point. I might as well have not drank. And then kind of a few days later, the same thing happened. Um, I went out for a meal. I still had a few drinks, but I didn't drink as much. And then I think there was a third occasion where I did that too. And I thought, this is strange. I'm just not drinking as much. Um, so that was just really interesting. But I knew in the back of my mind, it was all, I wanted to do this 30-day experiment um, that I went on of Annie Grace. And I was kind of, my mind was leading myself, my, me up to that, I guess. There was definitely my mind was just constantly being curious about, do you really want this? Do you really want this? And then the 30 day experiment, it wanted you to put a date in to start. And I kept going, well, I can't because of that. And I can't because of that. And I can't because of that. <laughs> and then after kind of about a week of basically, I guess I cut my alcohol intake down to about half. Um, I thought, just do it because it was marketed in a way that it said it was an experiment and you couldn't fail and it didn't matter if you drank. Um, as long as you opened the emails every day and basically it sounded like what she was saying was similar to what I was kind of thinking and feeling myself, which was this is just an experiment and an exploration about your relationship with alcohol. I'd never had any intention to stop drinking altogether I wanted to drink, you know, like a normal person or as, as we probably call it, like moderating, yeah, moderating the drinking. So I started. So, the <laughs> I love how, um, I mean, you just happen to have these meals, right? Where people weren't drinking and it just happened to occur to you like, oh, wait a minute. I had two glasses, but I don't feel it. It might as well have not drank, you know? Mm. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, of course, it's just us saying it now, but it sure as heck feels like like so much comes up to meet us and things are so perfectly yeah. orchestrated in some ways to support things like this. And I hear that all the time. I'm sure you do too and experience it when you, I think sometimes, especially when you ask, sometimes when you just, and I don't even know who or what we're asking, but when we just say, hey, I just want to, I just want to see something new. It's amazing how, how things line up. Yeah. And I think, like you say, it, what, I guess what really happened was everything in my awareness was there were people around me everywhere that didn't drink. And yeah. even around this time, just before this, actually, so it's kind of just before Christmas, I got in contact with a friend of mine that I hadn't spoke to for probably a year and a half. We hadn't spoke. And I just had this out of the blue moment of, I just want to speak to her. I just, I miss her. So I messaged her and we spoke and she said to me, and we always used to drink together, you see, and she said, 
oh, I haven't drank for eight months. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and just everyone popping up, you know, and wow. probably people that I already, probably I knew they didn't drink, but it wasn't really in my awareness because my awareness was all around drinking. Yeah. So these people were probably already there, but they came into my awareness because of my question in it, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> how did the um so how did the experiment go for you? Were the 30 days was it easy, hard, mixture? It was pretty much mainly easy, which is a strange one to say and I feel <laughs> I have a I don't like telling too many people that, but that's cool. It, because I <laughs> I think people think when they're giving up something or, yeah, I guess that it, it's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard. We've got so much kind of stigma around that. Whereas to me, I think when when you see something insightfully and there's some kind of big internal shift for you around your awareness about your relationship with alcohol or, or whatever that might be for you, it's effortless. I don't, I'm not sure I know how to explain that right now, but I just know that when we want something like that, you know, when you want something, it's not difficult, is it? Yeah. You want it. Yeah. You might be able to explain that a bit better than me, Amy, but I kind of know what I mean, but I'm not yeah. sure I can yeah. explain it, but it definitely felt easy to me. Wow. I mean, there were times, there were a few times where people perhaps drank around me or I felt, I felt like, oh, could I have a drink tonight or you know the some of the obvious things that had been coming up but it wasn't very long that that lasted and it's rare that I would think about having a drink it wasn't it was only within a couple of weeks that 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 kind of thinking kind of just fell away oh my gosh I mean just what like that's such a miracle right there (laughs) after so many years of drinking and thinking it was so important you know thinking you needed it so much to feel okay to see that you don't. So did you have a lot of moments of like, like the social awkwardness and things like that, that you had always feared that you got to kind of live through without alcohol? I I have had a few of them. Yeah. And there was one particular time, which is crazy. It's so crazy because my friend came around and he lives like in London. So he doesn't, he's not here, you know, we don't see him that often, but I've known him a while and we always have good chats and there's nothing to be you know, nervous about or anything with him. Yet he came round in this particular day. It was so interesting to watch my thinking because there was literally a half an hour window where I had to face him on my own and my auntie and sister weren't there. And usually they kind of host and greet people and we're all together. And my first thought was, oh my God, I want a glass of wine to relax. And I always drank with him as well. He'll have a few drinks and stuff. And I I thought to myself, why? Why? You're perfectly okay and you're perfectly good enough. You don't need your auntie and your sister by your side to hold your hand to talk to this guy that you know so well anyway (laughs) for half an hour. (laughs) And you do not need a glass of wine. You just bloody think you do, you know? (laughs) And I just thought, just just don't. And I, I just didn't. I just had a glass of water and thought, you know, once I'd got through that half an hour, I was like, that's crazy. I could have, I could have listened to that thinking and quite easily gone down that rabbit hole so quickly and drank, you know, a bottle and a half or whatever it was I was drinking. Yeah. And I saved well, it just, just for the half an hour of... I mean, that's it right there. You, 
you don't need it. You just bloody think you do. And that to really <laughs> see that, that, that is so huge because that's all that was happening, right? It's like you're your mind is just like, ooh, there's a match. Like, here's this guy. We always drink together. You know, family's not around. It's just me. Like, your mind just had all the things lined up and said, okay, when this condition happens and this condition happens, you feel anxious and you reach for alcohol. It's like just so mechanical. And so your mind was saying that, but I love like, and I love just seeing this when this happens for people, that our mind still says the same stuff because duh, it's a it's a habituated machine, but we start to see what, like, why are you even saying that? This is crazy. (laughs) And I think those are the moments when we have, we might not feel like, oh, I just had an insight, but that's where it's like, when you feel that and you see it like, okay, mind, I don't need you right now. I'm actually okay. I mean, that's huge. It it does so much for us because it, it feels like it like orients us and toward like what's real. Like you just saw and went with what is true not all that chatter. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it, it felt so freeing. That was probably quite early on. I guess that was in with it within the first couple of weeks. And that was the first experience that I had that I was scared and wanted to drink. Yeah. But I thought, no, I'm not listening to that. I'm just not going to because, well, I wanted to complete my 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so you did complete your 30 days and, and are you still kind of experimenting with this? It's really strange because after the 30 days, I kind of, for a split second thought, now what, now what, what do I do here? Because I thought I wanted to moderate, but the whole time I just kept thinking, I just don't want to drink. I just, I just don't have the desire to, the natural feeling the natural peace of mind and the freedom that I was experiencing through not having drip, having a drink inside of me was way too amazing and beautiful. And I don't know, I don't know how to put words on it. The feeling of that was just like, I, I just don't want to drink because I don't want that feeling to go. And I, I don't want the feeling from the drink anymore. And personally, it looks to me like I have no idea. I have no idea what, I'm going to do next with drinking. I think I'm not even sure where I am. I think I'm almost two months now, so almost 60 days. And I haven't had one. And it's, I want to say it's been a choice every day. Do I want to drink or not? But what I mean by that is sort of an unconscious choice. I haven't chosen. I just haven't thought, oh, I want to drink today. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's kind of chosen me. Yeah. In a way. But you haven't chosen, you haven't said, I'm not drinking. You know, it just, it sounds exactly. like it's just, yeah, it's just you yeah. doing what makes sense in a moment. And it hasn't made sense in a moment to drink. No. no, I went to the pub the other week and had a non-alcoholic drink and that was really, really nice. And I thought, I like that for the taste of it. And it's got no alcohol in and I just wanted one and it tasted nice. It was a different drink because I just drink water otherwise yeah. or coffee at home a bit. And that, and that was it. And I thought... Yeah. And maybe down the road, I'll do that with alcohol. I just don't know. I just don't know. But I'm open to whatever comes. I don't really want to slip back into how I was at all. Well, hey, I mean, that openness has served you pretty well so far. So I think it's great when, um, you know, when, when you don't have the fear of like, 
never, ever going to drink again. And I, you know, because I just think that's as much as it's well-meaning, I think it's often driven by fear, feeling like we have to make a grand statement and say never and all of that. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's nice to just say, hey, this is where I am right now. Again, it's too much pressure again. Yeah. That's how it looks to me. Like even when I started the 30 days, I thought 30 days without drinking. You know, I'm lucky when if I could do three. Yeah. <laughs> but that was massive for me anyway to do that. Or I thought it was going to be. You know, I'd yeah. set myself up that it was going to be hard and it was going to be massive. And But it is a case of taking the next step and doing what's right in front of you rather than looking at the whole picture and scaring yourself because there is it's too much pressure. It's too huge. It's too huge for our tiny little mind to look towards the whole of life and never drinking again. No way. Yeah. So, it's hardly, it's hardly going to happen. I don't know. It might do for someone, but yeah. I wouldn't have thought with that approach. But with a relaxed approach and an open, curious mind, I don't see why anyone couldn't achieve something different with their drinking habits, no matter what that is. Yeah. So what do you, um, you're doing something now to kind of help other people if they want to have a similar kind of exploration? Yes, I am. It's exciting. I was so inspired by the 30-day program that I did that I wanted to write my own, like from my own perspective and my own um, journey and what I see to help other people. So yes, and it's got some wonderful interviews in, obviously one with you, lovely Amy. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's a 30-day program with like an email-based written thing with... um, recorded interviews of different peoples and their stories too. So I think that's going to be ready. I think it's the 6th or the 13th of April. I can't remember. We've been sorting it out this morning about getting it ready for them. So Cool. Well, we'll share a link if anyone wants to do it. I think it's such a cool vehicle. And, you know, for people that have been around the principles for a while or, Mm. you know, we're not used to this, like, hey, let's do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're used yeah. to talking. We're used to exploring yeah. and talking. And this is this is an exploration and it's mm-hmm. all about, it's an experiment. And it's just like you said, that's why it was so helpful for you in part because it was just an experiment to be curious about with no pressure. But it, but I, I think it's really super helpful when we just take something into life and in the, in the spirit of experimenting, let's change a behavior and then just see what happens with no pressure, no judgment, but decide to not do something or decide to do something that we haven't been doing and just see what happens. Cause the worst that's going to happen is an uncomfortable feeling. That's that's the worst thing that ever happens to us is we feel uncomfortable. So to play with that and feel uncomfortable and see that you live through it. And in your case, see like, Hey, that was amazing. I can live through that. I can live through anything. You know, it's like, it's really powerful. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, yeah, I'll definitely share the link to your to your alcohol-free experiment because I think that's going to be great. Um, and I know this is a really helpful conversation. I love how you just, just I don't know, how you in a, just a really real way kind of share just how it was for you and it's very relatable. Cool. Thank you. It's been awesome. Just quickly to say is what I am going to do before the 30-day program is a free five day online um I'm probably going to call it an experiment actually it like a kind of challenge thing so it's just going to be a free five day thing and anyone can join that so I'll be putting some information out about that too okay awesome cool thanks Lucy thank you for having me Amy it's been great 
Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. I'll talk to you next week.